bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. Well, I trust that uh, God will speak to you this morning and uh, lift you up and encourage you as we consider his word in, in, in our lives. I believe that God is able to supply our need. And I believe that even when you think what you have is not enough, God is able to take the little you have and multiply it and make it great. Today, I'm speaking a message I've titled, More Than Enough. Everybody say, More Than Enough. God is able to give you more than enough. Scarcity is part of our human story. But God is a God who is able to go beyond scarcity and beyond our limitations and give us more than enough. And in this message, we will be examining the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 and learn some lessons from there. The miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 is the only miracle of Jesus that is mentioned in all the four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Each one of them mentions it. There's no miracle that is mentioned in all the four Gospels. Some Gospels mention some miracles and some don't. But the 5,000, the feeding of 5,000 goes through uh, all the four gospel. It's probably the most popular of Jesus's miracles because this is one miracle that happened before the largest audience. The Bible says there were about 5,000 men besides women and children. So if you compute it, probably there were over 10,000 people present. This is one miracle that uh, benefited more people than any miracle. When Jesus healed the sick, uh, normally it would be one person who would be healed and the others were spectating. Uh, if he raised the dead, one person was raised from the dead, others were watching. Uh, if Jesus walked on water, he was walking on water, the others were watching. In this miracle, there was no spectator. Everybody benefited from the miracle. And I think that is why it is so widespread that it's mentioned in all the Gospels because it was so dramatic, it was so beneficial, and it touched so many lives. So we're going to look at uh, that miracle, and I'm going to read from three of the Gospels. We're going to read from Matthew and Luke and John. The reason I'm skipping Mark is that the account of Mark and the account of Matthew are very much alike. So I'm going to read Matthew's account and Luke's account, and then we're going to read John's account of the same miracle, and uh, because each one of them brings in some detail uh, that helps us to understand how that miracle happened. And then we're going to pick up our teaching from there. So let's start the reading from Matthew's account of the feeding of the five when Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. Well, when the Bible says when Jesus heard it, it was about John the Baptist uh, being killed. Uh, verse 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them. 
and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, do not send, they do not need to go away and you give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them to me. Then he commanded the multitude to sit on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves of the fish uh, to the disciples and the disciples to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled and they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Okay, let's go to Luke chapter 9 and verse 13 to verse 17. Luke chapter 9, verse 13 to verse 17. And we read, but he said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. Then he said to his disciples, make them sit down in groups of 50. And they did so and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish Looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. They all ate and were filled and 12 baskets of the leftover fragments were taken up by them. Finally, let's read Luke's, um, John's account of the same miracle. John chapter 6, verse 4 to 11. And it reads, Now the past over a feast of the Jews was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise likewise of the fish as much as they wanted amen so we see that the picture and the picture is very clear there are uh, there's a multitude they are hungry and uh, Jesus wants to feed them and we're going to learn how God is able to take what is not enough and make it more than enough. Somebody's life is about to be multiplied and somebody's resources is about to be multiplied. First, let's define the challenge that was before Jesus. What was the challenge? What was the problem? Matthew uh, states the challenge in, in verse 15 of chapter 14. It says, 
When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, It is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. There are three challenges, four of them, that Matthew identifies. The first one is that they had a challenge of the place where they were. The Bible says it was a deserted place. A deserted place. The problem starts with the location. Sometimes our problems start with the location, where you are. It's a place that is non-productive. Nothing is happening there. Everything is going down. In this situation, the location was wrong. The people had followed Jesus to a deserted place. They were in a place that was removed from the supply of resources. So location was a problem. I don't know whether you are battling a location problem. Maybe you have a business and the location is wrong or you, are, you think where you are is not the right place for you to be. That's where they were. The first challenge is location, the place. The second challenge they had was a time problem. The Bible says the hour was already late. Late meant that they had only a few hours of sunlight left to operate in. Any time wasted on indecision will complicate the problem before them. They didn't have much time. They didn't have the luxury of time. They couldn't say, well, give me 10 more years or 20 more years. I can solve this problem. You know, there are some problems we have and you see that time is against you. You don't have the luxury of saying, let me wait one more week or one more year or 10 more years. Time is against you. So they had a place problem. Now time is against them. The third problem is that they had a need. The Bible says there is a hungry multitude. The need is clear. 5,000 men need to be fed. Now, since the Bible uses the word, uh, the number 5,000, although the Bible says it's men besides women and children, I don't want to conjecture and add up the numbers, so I'm just going to stick, stick with 5,000. But it's likely that there were far more than 5,000, but the number 5,000 is mentioned, and I'm going to work with 5,000 because that is the stated number in the scripture. So 5,000 men need to be filled. Now, it's not just 5,000 children, 5,000 men. Men have bigger stomachs than children and bigger stomachs than women. All things being equal. The people are hungry. It is both a need and an opportunity. Hungry people offer an opportunity, but hungry people are also a problem. When people need something, it means you can supply them. But when what you have is not enough, then it becomes a problem. So there is a need. 5,000 hungry men. That's huge. And the fourth problem challenge that Jesus had was a resource challenge. Five barley loaves and two small fish. I like how the Bible is careful to, to put in these little qualifiers. This is just two, two fish. So you can say maybe it's two big fish. This is two small fish. Two small fish and five barley loaves. In John we read 
that one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? He, he offers a suggestion and disqualifies it at the same time. There are five barley loaves, two fish, but I don't even think it will work. Have you, have you had people do that? You know, they, they offer you a suggestion. They, they disqualify the suggestion. You know, do this, do that. I don't even think it will work. Try this. I don't even think it will work. That's what they are saying to Jesus. There is five barley loaves, two fish, but I don't even think it has any value. I want you to note, John is the only one who tells us the kind of loaves. The other writers just say, five loaves. But John goes a little extra and says it's five barley loaves. And that is very important. Because in the days of Jesus, wheat was the main ingredient for loaves. Wheat loaves, like what we eat now, bread, wheat bread. When you make barley loaves, it means it's cheap. Barley loaves are cheap bread. And normally, the lowest level of people are the ones who eat barley loaves. The people who, who have means don't eat barley loaves. So, not only is the loaf num- uh, number low in quantity, it is also low in quality. The resource available to them is limited in quantity and limited in quality. It's barley and it's just five. And the people are 5,000. So, if you look at what they have to deal with, they don't have enough. So, the disciples' question is both a quantity and a quality question. What are they among so many? Is it possible for small to satisfy many? Is it possible? And maybe you came to church this morning and all you have in your hand is some cheap stuff. And even that is not enough. When 5,000 people chase five loaves and two fish, something happens. Something happens to the fish. I want you for a moment to imagine this. Five barley loaves. Everybody say five barley loaves. Two fish. So Jesus is holding five barley loaves and two fish. I'm sure he can hold them all in his hands. Now if you look at them as they are, they are cheap and they are not enough. Cheap and not enough. Five barley loaves, two fish. The people are 5,000. So, there is demand, but supply is low. Now, when that happens in economics, something happens to the value of the resource. Because if Jesus lifted five barley loaves and two fish before the people and told the people, beat for, the, for this. And 5,000 people 
And that the only food around is two, uh, five barley loaves and two fish. Do you know that they would bid a higher value for that fish and the, and the barley loaves? Because although it is scarce in resource, it becomes expensive because the need is great. So the Bible says Jesus takes up the bread and lifts it up before the people. At that time, everybody is salivating. Because everybody is hungry and they want bread. And so although it's cheap bread, it becomes expensive bread in their eyes. Because at that time, that is the only bread available and those are the only fish available. So Jesus helped them to see that although it is nothing, it is valuable. The people decided it. The people wanted it. So what were the options available for Jesus? What were the options? There are two options that are expressed in this story. The first is the disciples' option. The disciples said, send them away. Send them away. In other words, avoid the challenge. It's a statement of failure. Disciples are looking for an easy way out. It's also an economic statement. If the crowd were dismissed, then the value of the resource will also diminish. It's the easy way out. I can't solve it. I can't do anything about it. Send them away. Let, let me just forget about this. Many of us are in a position in our lives where God has put something in our hands. But when we look at what we have in our hands and what we think we must do, we just give up and throw it away, send them away. I can't do anything about it. This can't solve the problem. It reminds me of a story of a salesman of a shoe company. You might have heard the story before. Who was sent on an exploratory mission to go and open up the market for a new area. So he goes out to do a market survey for shoes. And he goes to this new area. It's a new village. And he sees the people in the village. And nobody has shoes. Nobody in the village has shoes. You see little children running with no shoes. Older people with no shoes. The chief himself has no shoes. Nobody has shoes. And he's supposed to come and sell shoes to them. So he sends a message to headquarters and says, forget it. We can't do business here because nobody wears shoes. We can't do business. Nobody wears shoes. So they recall him to headquarters and send a second person. The second person goes and he sees the same thing. Whole village, no shoes. Little boys are running around with no shoe. The chief has no shoe. The chief's wife has no shoe. Nobody has shoe. And he looks at that desperate situation and he sends back a message to the headquarters and says, great opportunity, nobody has shoes. And we can sell shoes to all of them. Same problem, different perspective. For some people, we see the great problem. We say we can't do anything about it. But God wants you to look at the thing that is set before you and see 
that you can do something about it. The first option of the disciples is send them away. I can't do anything about it. It's almost like, you know, somebody brings you something to buy. Maybe land or a house. And the house is $200,000 in Ghana. Or 400,000 CDs. And you have 4,000 CDs. So you look at the house, your, your heart wants it, but your money is not enough. The first option is send it away. I can buy it. And many of us, that's the first thing we do. We look at what we have is five loaves, two fish, the multitude, 5,000. Forget it. I can't do anything about it. I have only 4,000. The house is 400,000. I can't do anything about it. That's the first option. That's the disciples' option. But let us look at Jesus' option. Jesus says, give them something to eat. Commit to the solution. It's a faith statement. Jesus was aware of the need. He was also aware of the limited resources available to him and his team. Yet he committed to the solution. Which of these would be your option? Maybe in this coming week, somebody is going to bring something to you that you think you can't handle. Somebody is going to say, Buy this house. I'm selling this house to you. Maybe the house is supposed to be for 500000 but, you know, I'm in trouble. I'm selling for 300000 I've cut it down 60% or 40% discount, whatever it is. But you look at yourself, you have only 6000 And you say, let it go. But wait a minute. Jesus didn't say, let it go. Jesus says, although what I have in my hand is very little, I'm going to commit to the solution and I'm going to feed this 5,000. I'm here to speak to somebody. What you have in your hand is small, but God is going to bring you a big opportunity. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. Don't just look at your five loaves and your two fish and say, I can't do anything about it. You can do something about it. God will normally bring you a challenge that is far greater than your resources so that your faith can rise in him for you to do bold things in his name. Somebody's faith must rise and do bold things this week. You can't just let it go. That's what you've been dreaming about. It's there. Don't let that house go. Don't let that land go. Don't let that property go. Don't let that business opportunity go. Don't just let it go because you are looking at your five loaves and your two fish. Take the option of Jesus. Jesus says, we'll do something about it. What? I don't know, but we'll do something about it. At least before you tell the person, I can't do it, just tell the person, I will buy it. Give me a month. That is better than I can't do anything. Just say, no problem. I'm going to buy it. Give me one month. It's better. 
It's better than to say, I can't do anything about it. I don't have any money. Don't you know there's no money in the system? There's mon- money is choked in the system. Oh, there's always money in the system. It's either in your pocket or somebody's pocket. If it's not in yours, somebody has it. So Jesus says, we're going to do something about it. Philip noted that they had both material and financial limitations. So let's see how Jesus approached this problem. And we're going to learn how God is able to take the limited resources in your hand and make it do wonders. You know, in my life, I've seen God do wonders with limited resources. I've never been intimidated by money or lack of it. If I have it, it's good. If I don't have it, it's good. Because God doesn't need my money to do what he wants to do with my life. He just needs my willingness. And if I'm willing, he can take the little I have and make it do great things. I have done some amazing things with no money. Absolutely no money. Sometimes all you have to say is to tell somebody, give me a month. And go to God. And start praying. And start speaking to the Lord about it. Give me a week. Give me two weeks. And start talking to God and praying and fasting and seeking the Lord's face. And see what he will do for you. Don't give up too easily. Don't give up too quickly. Don't let what is in your hand become your alpha and your omega. There is a God that is bigger than your five loaves and your two fish. Don't let two fish become your God and five loaves become your God. For some of you, your only God is your 5,000 in your account. And you can only believe what the 5,000 can do. That is not faith. Faith is believing what God can do, not what your money can do. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otterbill at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.